Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Out of Band Show. Araf is so glad you could join us today. What? All right, y'all. The question of the day is simple. What is the best number for volume level? Picture this. You're sitting in the car, turning the dial. What number do you choose? Two? Thirteen? Araf, what number is best? Um, you know, I never actually thought about this, because normally I just kind of turn the dial, and if it's too loud, then I don't turn the dial and turn it down um but if i had to pick a number i would say 68 wow eric do you have reasoning for that nope not at all (laughs) okay uh mine is mine is 49 and here's why because i'm a very middle of the road guy i don't want too loud i don't want too quiet but i do like it just a teensy bit quieter Hence, 49. Ryan, what about you? Well, I actually have two different answers to this. Uh, the first one I'd like to say is 69, because nice. Nice. Uh, but the second one I'm going to say is 90. And the reason for this is because I don't want to overdrive windows on the sound output and make my motherboard like you know do more than it was really built to do, which could add some sort of noise to the audio. However, I want it loud enough so that when it feeds out into my preamp and splits it into four signals, I don't have to add a lot of energy to it in order to... We're not talking you about know... your car anymore, are we? <laughs> no, we're talking about okay. my computer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, okay. So that when it splits out, then it doesn't you know, get too much noise uh, you know, just from having it go through that preamp. So you, know, uh-huh. you want it to come out as loud as possible from the computer without being distorted, so you don't have to apply too many effects to it later. And so that's why I use volume level 90. Okay, well, I, I'm glad that you all have such high volume numbers, but I don't know about you. You guys might be talking about your computers, but in my car, if I go anything above, like, 40, I just fry the speakers. So I'm more of, like, a 32 kind of guy. I don't know if my I'm, I like, I like I even if my numbers. car goes that high. I think it goes up to, like, 35 for whatever reason. Yeah, it doesn't go that high. Why, I don't know why you pick 35 as a number, but here we are. I, have a I, 7. I do 1. like to blast the speakers. I have a 7.1. Do you have a 7.1, Ryan? Is that so? (laughs) (laughs) I am surprised that Ryan has not brought that up on the podcast yet. Ryan, you mentioned your 7.1 surround sound speaker system. (laughs) I'm really proud of it. Day. I was in CS 300 lecture, and it was like I had just gotten my tax return back, and I was like, all right. I'm going to – I've worked really hard this last year. I want to get myself something nice. So I work with my roommate, and I get these nice speakers and this nice receiver, and it was a blast. Picture this. Ryan at 3 a.m. taking his 7.1 surround sound <laughs> to 90 volume and blasting Fireflies by Owl City. Hmm. Now that's the dilemma. The 7.1 actually <laughs> only goes up to a maximum volume level of 75, and Emily and I have only ever been able to get it to about the mid fifties before we had to turn it back down. So before the Bailey, police, I'm a little. So for the for the audience at home, Bailey and I are living uh, right above Ryan and Emily this upcoming year. We're actually moving in in a couple days, and Bailey, I am genuinely afraid that <laughs> the the seven point one surround sound is going to like shake our apartment and break something. Like that, my my TV is falling down for sure. (laughs) We we are getting ourselves an eight point two surround system. Mm, mm. 
that's that's the ticket right there. That's it. Well, <laughs> that's enough for our intro. Let's move on to news with Arash. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome back to the news. Today we are talking about a very interesting fast food war that has been occurring due to the chicken sandwiches we have come to love. Uh, I'm sure yes. everyone technology. here has heard about uh, yes, Popeyes. Yes, technology. But but let me tell you what what's better than technology. Uh-huh. The Popeyes chicken sandwich. Because Agreed. you've all heard of it because Agreed. it's the Popeyes chicken it's sandwich. The I have Popeyes the... chicken sandwich. Erica's fun. Well, it actually turns out that Wendy's is also currently in the process of developing a chicken sandwich. They claim not Dave, not Dave. Wendy's. Wendy's. Uh, they claim it'll have a bigger bun, bigger pickles, and bigger chicken. And it doesn't bigger even end potatoes? there. Oh, not not potato. We don't potatoes. We don't have to worry about. But, but maybe. Maybe McDonald's, right? Who's also entering in this huge rivalry of chicken sandwiches would do something about the quality of potatoes that they use. Um, going a little off topic with potatoes, but what do you guys think of this sandwich feud and who will reign supreme over this chicken rivalry? Well, I think it's Eric, fair to this say this is my that... favorite technology segment. <laughs> I think it's fair to say that... <laughs> Obviously, it was Chick-fil-A that started this trend, but turns out they're a garbage company, so I don't want to support them. Uh, I have never tried the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Uh, I've heard it's good. I've heard it's quality. It is so good. Can you beat the almighty McChicken, though? In, in terms of in price, no. for what you're getting, in price, yeah. it's like a dollar, and you're getting a chicken patty, lettuce, whatever like ranch mayonnaise sauce they put on there. It's got a little bit of spice, just a little bit. Got the a bun, bit. A bit. and you can buy like three or four of those for the price of one Popeye's chicken sandwich. I don't know how much they're gonna charge for Wendy's. That said, speaking of Wendy's, I am a big Wendy's fanatic, and if they give me a good chicken sandwich, I'm absolutely buying it, one hundred percent. Eric, you have never had the Popeye's chicken sandwich, but I can vouch that it is worth the money. I had one when I, I was down in in Florida last summer, and uh-huh. oh man. It was like, I, I think I had it like around one, and I was really hungry. So maybe that mm. you know was a little biased, but like, oh, it was very flaky, so crunchy. No, one p.m. Juicy center. Yeah, one a.m. No, I'm more no. worried about what you're doing up at one a.m. in Florida. Yeah, that's a little <laughs> concerning. <laughs> How long ago was this? Oh, this was recently. Actually, no, I, uh, not summer. Spring break. Spring break. Mel Bailey, I don't. Break? I'll have you know that we once talked on this podcast about, what was it, an entire lady that was eaten by an alligator in Florida? Yeah. And I think you're starting to trend really close to being on that line. <laughs> I mean, if you got the Popeye's chicken sandwich in your belly, that alligator's coming for you, honey. Like It's coming. Let's be real here. Yeah. I mean, I here's the thing. Like, I've talked about this on the previous like podcast, but... We we have good quality sandwiches that are offered by those like mom and pop shops, right? Mm. But but the McChicken, the, the McChicken, it's a dollar, right? And it's like <laughs> you can buy so many of them, yeah. and it's like sustenance, and you can eat it, and it's so easily accessible. You can like but, order ten of them, and I'll give them to you in like two minutes. Here's the Ross, Have you ever had you the Popeyes chicken sandwich? I haven't, but 
I mean, I'm kind of with Eric and Ryan on this one. I don't think you can really beat the McChicken from McDonald's. Can't beat it. Can't beat it's it. literally wow. a dollar. It's Here, a dollar for, for a chicken sandwich. Here's why it's so cheap. Because McDonald's has perfected the technology of making <laughs> oh, my God. the chicken sandwich. <laughs> this is a technology podcast. Uh, Wendy's is going to take years to figure that out. I know they probably already have a chicken sandwich of some sort. It's not the same. If you want to make a McChicken level chicken sandwich, you got to streamline. You got to work on it. Chick-fil-A has been working on this for decades. They still haven't figured it out. It's too. It's still too expensive, and they're still okay, a garbage company. But- this is like Continue. the quality over quantity debate, though, Eric. I don't want a lot of McChickens. I just want a good sandwich. Why wouldn't you want and a that's lot of McChickens? Why... <laughs> uh, tell why... us my scale. Um... I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the, you the same question that I asked in the intro a couple days uh, last week or two weeks ago. Uh, would you rather have limited chicken sandwiches or unlimited chicken sandwiches? Because if you go to McDonald's and get a McChicken, you can get the latter. Well, if the U.S. had stronger antitrust laws, I would like limited McChickens, please. What? There's corruption in the U.S. government? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wouldn't be a funny podcast if we didn't use that joke. We, we, gotta, we, gotta, bring okay, up, Luna. we gotta bring up Sherman. Okay, talk Luna about perfecting technology, though. Wouldn't it be nice if McDonald's ice cream machine worked, like, once when I went there? That'd be They're great. They're cleaning it. I would love that. Do you that. not want a clean ice cream machine? 24-7? Okay. All right. It almost always works when I go, so they must really just dislike Bailey. It's pretty you know rare ha- for me. Uh, I mean, even Ryan, then, we should talk about Mc- that on story time. Is McDonald's. that manager from McDonald's? Oh God. Bailey what rolls up around? to a McDonald's, and they're like, "Oh, that's that nerd from high school." Like, oh, wow. it's broken. It's broken, <laughs> Bailey. Oh, we can't give you ice cream. Oh my God. You know what has Sorry, better ice it, cream? Bro. That place in Eric's town. The Frosty yeah. Tip in, in beautiful Dykesville, Wisconsin. Yeah. I mean, Sponsor. I don't know about you guys, but but haven't you heard of our of our favorite fast food chain, Culver's, right? And Ooh. I think they have a chicken sandwich as well, but they're, they they're, do. We don't. Well, it, it's not about that. It's about the custard. Right? Why would you go to Culver's and get a chicken custard. sandwich when you can get the chicken tendies or even a butter burger? Like the chicken That's sandwich true. at Culver's is nothing special. It's nothing different that I can get anywhere else. Whereas the Popeye's chicken sandwich and the McChicken are unique pieces of art. That they have you perfected the technology. To consume. Chick fil A is so close to saying meat. <laughs> <laughs> the technology. The technology. The technology. We have the technology. So In next week's segment, we will discuss the specific chicken blending technologies where they throw <laughs> oh, the no. chickens in the machines to I don't turn wanna... them into patties. You know. Uh, don't want to talk about that. Don't want to think about that. In fact. Well, I think we're good. <laughs> and Next week, Bailey goes like... vegan. Oh. oh. Uh, <laughs> and that looks like all the time we have for this week's news segment. Moving on to Hot Takes with Eric. Woo. That was a fantastic segment, Woo. everyone. I enjoyed that thoroughly. The technology. I completely forgot about that when I was writing it. Uh (laughs) I was like, all right, technology. (laughs) And they talked about SpaceX. No. Uh, Welcome back to Hot Takes. As always, I'm your Hot Takes specialist, Eric. Uh, This week, we're going to be talking about some fresh news that just happened today, actually, on the day we are recording, August 13th. Um, So... 
boys, I don't know if you ever heard of this little game called Fortnite. Never. Never. Never ever. Uh, never ever. Ryan never. and Bailey are dabbing in unison over over Fortnite because it's just so cool. I've actually never played it, to be honest. So, Fortnite, as we all know, it, Bailey, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Bailey, uh, Bailey's doing like uh, like a. I was trying to do man. a Fortnite dance. I was trying to do He's a trying, Fortnite dance. <laughs> uh, Ryan is flossing in our cameras. <laughs> God. Okay. So Fortnite, for those who don't know, is this game where you have a hundred people in on an island, a large island, and it's their duties to kill each other and be the last one standing. And there's some Hunger Games stuff, kind of like Hunger Games. Yeah. Uh, you can do dances. You can kind of team up, and it's it's a it's a popular game. Um, the big the big selling point of it is that it's free, but you can buy what's called V bucks, an in game currency that you can use to buy some cosmetic items such as like a costume, hat, etc. Um, they make a lot of money doing this, and they have versions that are on the uh, on phones on iOS and Android, run by apple and google respectively well apple and google take what's called a 30 percent cut of any purchase that's made on their platform which the uh, fortnite's developer epic games does not like at all uh they're sick of it in fact and today they decided to offer a 20 percent discount for any in-app purchases if the customer purchases them directly through epic games instead of going through apple or google thereby bypassing that cut entirely um Apple and Google did not like this. You may be surprised to, to mm -hmm. learn. Um, and removed Fortnite from both app stores on both iOS and Android. Oh, wow. uh, and Epic Games is now suing them in return. Oh, uh, so there's this big hullabaloo going around. Uh, I promise that's a real word. Technology. Um, here's the hot take. Both companies, all, all three companies in this, Apple, Google, Epic Games, are bad and stupid and should just shut up. Because here's why. Epic Games should not be the one complaining here. Uh, according to a recent estimate, which I do not have the source for, but I swear it's true, uh, they are worth upwards of $17 billion right now. That's billion with a B, largely thanks to Fortnite and uh, the success it's had over the past few years. Uh, Apple and Google obviously have enough money. I don't know why they're even complaining at this point. Um, but back to Epic Games for a second. I don't feel sorry for them at all. Uh, they just steal all of their good ideas. For example, Fortnite is based off Hunger Games, like like what like what Bailey was saying. It's a, a similar concept. Uh, you can play that in Minecraft, like ten years ago. I know I did. Why is this now popular just now? I don't really get it. Uh, Apple and Google, on the flip side, should just support developers more by taking less of a pay cut. You know, thirty percent of any in-app purchase, especially if it totals like fifty bucks and up, that's a solid sum. And sure, for doing no work. Exactly, and we've and we've gone on and on about the Sherman Antitrust Act and monopolies and big powerful companies in this segment before, but let's be real, y'all. They've got enough money; they can just stop and press the pause button and maybe get sued a little bit, and it'll be fine. None of this is gonna matter in like a month, I promise. So, I don't know if that's that hard of a take, but I just want to vent for a little bit that I think everyone in the situation is stupid and they should just stop and go away. That's what I got. Boys, your thoughts? Well, um, you know, you did mention that Minecraft Hunger Games was way better, and it did come first. But I would also like to bring to the table that Musical Chairs, a game 
lost in in, in the century. It's literally the the first battle royale that has ever been played ever, and and no one has given the creator oh of musical chairs any credit. It's not even on the app store. They never got a chance. Are you sure? Are you sure? I am positive. I'm one hundred percent positive. That is my hot take for the week. We should be. Paying money to the to the people to the family who who created musical chairs because that was the original battle royale. It is That's their right. idea and it was stolen and it is not right. So if I told you that there was a game called Musical Chairs in the App Shh. Store, Shh. <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> uh, it's made by Mambu Games. Uh, it has one thousand downloads, uh, three point five star <laughs> rating. Um, the the about the about section the description. I'm going to read this uh, verbatim. Flash seats and chair rotate. That's all you That's really need in the game, Eric. We should do a Let's Play of that on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> it it <laughs> continues. Enjoy playing musical chairs. This is a classic game that you can play anywhere. Beat you competitors to become the best dancer. Find the best way to take a chair. Wow. Don't criticize a rough spelling. Um, but yes. in... Uh, in all seriousness, back to the uh, original topic at hand, um, I, I, we've we've gone on and on about like large like corporations like doing like weird and shady things. I'm sure if I was Epic Games and I was Google, I was both of these people at the same time. If I was Google, what I would have done is when I signed that distribution contract with Epic Games, you'd have some sort of clause in there saying that you can't like you know swerve around my like distribution platform if suddenly mm-hmm. I become unhappy with the contract and I'm sure that's you know why like they are suing is because they think that they have some sort of like breach of contract or something like yeah. that yeah yeah but I don't I mean you can't just say stop because they have too much money like you know the reason that Google is such a large company is that it managed its money well and it got oh to where it God, is because Ryan. like it knows what it's doing you can't just say oh I'm just going to lose money here because I can. No, you take what's rightfully yours. You know why? Because that's your property. Because this is America. Thank you. Why did I get into a fight over over the economy with a stringent capitalist in Ryan? (laughs) Who thought this was a good idea? Okay, okay. Real real talk, though. Real talk, though. Who in the world is spending $50 on Fortnite? Like you would be surprised. A lot of people, yeah. hundreds of dollars. Do you want to know how much money I've dumped in League of Legends, Bailey? I don't think you do. Olds, you know our coworkers. Uh, well, it's not. It's not just. It's not just Fortnite. You look everywhere right now. Rocket League, League of Legends, CS:GO. Ugh. All of these games have in-app purchases that are just cosmetics. They don't change Premium. the game. You can still play it the same way. But, but you're not as cool. It's all, Skins equals wins, Eric. Exactly. Wins. It's all about that clout. And these companies have done a fantastic job of managing that and making it. So, I, I, if I remember correctly, one of the first ones to do it was Valve with Team Fortress 2 when they offered hats. You could buy hats for your characters. And that, was a, that was a big, cute little thing. Uh, and it spawned a whole, um, a whole industry of ex- exploitative. I will say that word out loud. Virtual um, items. Virtual items that have no real life value, but yet we assign value to them because they look cool. And honestly, I'm kind of sick of it. I think these companies are being little. <laughs> you can censor that if you want to. I don't care because. 
Okay, Sorry, Ryan, Mom. I do think they have enough money. I really do. And I think they can think of better ways to monetize their games than have to prey on little kids stealing their parents' credit card and messing up all this stuff just to buy a stupid hat. Like, it just seems really exploitative to me. We partnered this uh, section of hot takes with an advertisement. The Out of Band Show is currently selling loot boxes on oob.show slash loot. <laughs> Go ahead and enter in $10 and you'll unlock your Out of Band Show loot box containing a coffee mug, a t-shirt, and another cool prize. And back okay, to feel, hot takes. I feel <laughs> legally obligated to say that that is a fake advertisement. <laughs> Although part of, part of that is true, though. We do have merch now. Should we be advertising that yet? Uh, we can no, do? it's not ready to go yet. We'll get there. We'll get there. I mean, by the time I, this is released, though. We'll get there. <laughs> Check the merch. Coming if you, soon. If you go to, soon. I, I will say this. I will say this. Uh, interrupting this for a bit. If you go to Facebook, everyone loves Facebook these days. That's what I hear anyway. And you go to facebook.com slash outaband. You can follow our Facebook page. Um, I, I myself run it. And the minute, the exact minute that the Teespring store is live, we will be there with you so you can buy merch and so we can get a cut of that money. Similar to Apple and Google and in-app purchases in Fortnite. Oh. Uh, any any last minute uh, any last minute takes from the three of you? I couldn't tell if Araf was like cutting us off or if he's just scratching his head. A bit I don't think both, cutting maybe. us off is a thing anymore, unfortunately. We, yeah, we Araf has okay. learned not to cut off the hot take specialist yeah yeah even tried coming up with my own hot take and it didn't work <laughs> Arif, well. what's your uh what's your input on uh multinational conglomerates uh breaking uh very large contracts uh in american like soil um well i mean i'm kind of on eric's side with this i think this whole thing is just very silly because apple very very rich google very very rich epic games also very very rich and they're getting into a little dispute over money it's like if someone were to like pull off a single strand of your hair and and you got mad over it i guess you have a lot more hair like it's not that big a deal Ryan, I would love to hear your response to that. <laughs> well, there's a lot at stake, actually. I mean, it's not... I mean, because if Google and Apple pull the game from their respective stores, a lot less people are going to buy the game. Like, a lot, or what is it? Like, loot crates or whatever? Or, the, the sorry, the in-game transactions or whatever? Yeah. Like, a lot less people are going to be, you know, purchasing those, which is going to cut significantly out of Epic Games' income. Uh, so it's what I'm hearing is going it's going to put the world yeah. into a reception, recession. Uh, yes, it will push. We're already the there, greatest baby. Greatest wedding reception. Uh, so get yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, um, yeah. So like, this could definitely like influence kind of the tide of the games that people are playing. Maybe because of this, someone goes and plays CS:GO or Minecraft instead. I guess the part that gets me is the fact that Epic Games seems to want us to feel sorry for them. Uh, something I didn't mention was I don't know if any of you were around in the year 1984, but uh, Apple famously did this commercial based off of george orwell's novel 1984 to advertise their upcoming macintosh computer uh it was this big thing during the super bowl it was one of the bi first big ads to air during the super bowl uh epic games did a spoof of that to basically be like oh epic games is breaking down the monopolies of apple and google etc uh yeah. and again I'm, I'm supposed to like feel like i'm supposed to take their side like i'm supposed to feel bad 
for Epic Games. I do not feel bad for Epic Games. They made a terrible game that people are just like, oh, I can do flossing and also kill people. Whee! It's not a good game. I don't feel sorry for them. And <laughs> to be honest, that's Hot Takes, everyone. Let's move on to Tech Fails with Bailey. A men's warehouse like membership card. Like why? I don't know. Because this is redeemable phones. So what does that give you? Style. I'm not sure, but we should go one of these days, Eric, and we should go try on tuxedos. And maybe I'm just saying one of us will buy one. Eric Ryan has been trying to get me to get a tailored suit for not even a tailored suit for myself. Matching tailored suits for the past year. Tailored suits. No, we can get like pinstripe. Oh my god! What if the four of us walked in to do it wearing (gasps) matching tailored suits? Yeah. Okay. That is such a power move. That is such a power move. And like we're all wearing like sunglasses or something. Like we come in like the Secret Service. Oh, I like this. Hey, uh, Eric, I might I might have an extra four like red pairs of sunglasses laying around. We've got a filmmaker. We will record it. We will have I'm like we'll make like a whole episode out of it. It'll can we great. walk down the hallway in slow motion? Yes, yes. You betcha, man. I can do half. Well, speed. walk down the hallway in regular motion, but but make it slow. Can there be explosions in the background? Can the joke <laughs> help us explode as we're walking away from it? <laughs> My uh, After Effects subscription ends in seven days, so. Uh, we gotta get on that, is what I'm hearing. We gotta get on uh, This week's tech fail comes to us from a Forbes article regarding one of our favorite topics on the show, the U.S. government. Let's take Woo! a look back at a tech fail, or more specifically, lack of tech fail. In February of this year, the Iowa caucus got a lot of attention, but not for the usual reasons. The Iowa Democratic Party attempted to use a new and untested app-based reporting system named Ira Recorder, Iowa Recorder, that, due to usage and interface failures, forced precinct chairs to submit the results by phone or regular mail. This caused results to be delayed by several days and led to extreme backlash about using technology in elections. Part of the issues were caused by inadequate training of poll workers and minimum testing of the app. But the question is, is technology safe and efficient, or is it best left out of politics? I mean, I'm usually the first one to talk, so I wanted to give other people a chance. All right, Araf, I'm ready. You know, I think it's now or never for technology because the common trend we see with technology is that it's always just going forward. It's getting better. It's always just improving, and it is the future. And I think sooner or later, eventually, literally everything like the chicken sandwich would be involved with technology, literally (laughs) everywhere. And, uh... I think it's fine for politics. They definitely should do more testing, however. Um, as for this example, things kind of went wrong. And I guess you could be worried about like a few hiccups here and there, but I think it'll be better in the long run, and it's going to get better if they the sooner they implement it. Ryan, why are you staring at the camera? Hello. That technology caused Mayor Pete to lose. Well, he won that primary, Mayor but it Pete caused him the, to okay. lose the entire National Democratic primary. You know why? Because normally that election, right, it's like a landslide night. It, it's all over the news. Everyone's like, oh, this person won. And it's like this fantastic spectacle of event. But no, the Democratic Party has to go draw it out over the course of several days and smear Mayor Pete's name all over the place. And you know what? 
Even though he won the Iowa caucus, he lost the entire primary. That is ridiculous. And I, I mean, that's perfect. Like, it's a good excuse for me to say, no, we don't need more technology. Sure, it sounds great on paper, but once you start doing this, like, you run into complications like that where you have these unintended consequences. I mean, even think about, like, voting, like, with those electronic voting machines. I mean, if those aren't secured, there is risk of hacking. And that's all I'm saying. Can you tell which candidate was Ryan's favorite? Okay. <laughs> that's okay. all. So. I'm going to butt in here and say that I kind of see both sides, um, especially for the Iowa caucus, which is what we're talking about right now. Not We can talk about elections later. For the Iowa caucus, uh, having to call in and then inevitably having that phone line busy or not picking up because there's not enough people, even, even before the app was uh, introduced, that's slow. That's ineffective. I get it. I think if they were going to do an app for that, I would want to see it from a more reputable company rather than just. I think it was called Shadow. I could be wrong. Yeah, I could just. That company that did less testing than I do on my CS projects for school. I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I would have liked to see an actual app developer take a look at that. Uh, even if it's just something like Facebook, Google, like um, one of the multinational companies, I don't care. If they're going to do that, you're right. They have to do more testing. They have to do more control, uh, source control and quality control, rather, I should say. I don't know why I said source control. Um, <laughs> and they have to be better. That said, uh, Ryan, you do bring up a good point. Uh, electronic voting devices and apps can be hacked and they can be messed with, which is why I like what we have here in Wisconsin for normal elections, which is you fill out the paper ballot you scan it in so they have the scanned count they they can go with that but if there needs to be a recount they still have the paper ballots to be able to do that some states they do not some states yeah. they just use just a touch screen and you go and then it that can easily i can just go in theoretically go in change a number and then th we're off to the races i mean there's nothing you can really do um but again back to the iowa caucuses I think the app was a decent idea, um, but they need to do better testing. They also need to do better training because the, the the poll workers that were managing this had no idea how to use this app. No one had any idea what was going on. I watched that live on MSNBC, and it was a train wreck, and my eyes were glued to it the entire time. <laughs> that that's a good point, Eric. Like you you can sway you know a lot of you've got a little a lot of political power when you change you know the 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 speed of this election you know. I would say that technology has the potential to make elections more efficient. And I get what you're saying, like, things can be hacked, but like Ryan brought up with the Google Glass thing, like, so does everything else. Like, we've got online banking, and that doesn't That's stop true, anyone yeah. from trying to hack into that. I think the yeah. government is just, like, putting no, or, I mean, the parties themselves are just putting no funding towards doing anything electronic. That's why it That's all the sucks. Problem. Is That's you, why, you That's why no Shadow bad, got hired. Yeah, that's why Shadow got hired because they didn't have the funding to pay Google or Facebook or anyone right. else. If you had a giant reputable company, you know, one of these giant ones stealing all this money from Epic, they have the funding to make this happen. It's just an allocation issue, I think. Yeah, and that's, that's I think that's, that's certainly true because like the U.S. government has like a very long history of building absolutely awful websites. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been to, like, <laughs> any government website or Wisconsin uh, that healthcare.gov site after it was released, which immediately crashed, which 
don't know how you mess that one up. Um, but like, but at the same time, the government has the NSA. So it's like you have like the world's greatest intelligence organization, like tracking data on like unknown things. But with also some crappy like, HTML websites, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you have departments with terrifyingly bad HTML websites. So like, there's definitely like that d- division where, like, the, the resources aren't being shared, and that's due to like you know congressional like funding and stuff. But I, I think that money really should be contributed even to like primary elections, like solely for that purpose, if they want to use electronic voting. Araf. Um. Well, <laughs> I mean. I feel like, uh, sorry, I was a bit distracted with all the the crackling, but, um... Yeah, Ryan's mic is having a fun old fireworks show in Snap, our Snap, crackle, pop. <laughs> but I do, I do, ooh, <laughs> I do agree with, um, everything you guys have said, especially with the funding bit, uh, uh, for this example especially, it was all just a horrible mess, and probably could have been prevented if like you said the funding was there if we had like a reputable company working on something like this but uh yeah i feel like eventually i like the um the online banking argument bailey brought up uh because you know you could bring the same argument saying that that can be hacked but it's now kind of the norm everyone runs online banking and i feel like um technology could definitely have its place in politics um with the proper with more use it would just get better tldr (laughs) tldr and with that that's enough for tech fails thanks for all your opinions let's move on to story time with ryan the stories are simple the people are not and welcome back to story time with ryan today we have a pretty old story that i pulled out of the book so uh i you know want to apologize ahead of time if I've forgotten some of the more specific details, but it's regarding back when I was in high school forensics. If you're not familiar with what high school forensics is, think of it as mostly a public speaking sort of thing, where you select a different category that you're going to speak in, uh, you prepare for it ahead of time, and then you deliver the speeches to be rated by judges, and then, you know, if you're really good at it, you receive some nice awards that you can put on your trophy shelf to uh, impress your friends when they come over to your parents' house when you are in college. So, <laughs> the specific story is relating to one of the times that I went to, uh, these were essentially like state-level competitions, uh, which was in the state capital in Wisconsin of, uh, of Madison. Uh, and it actually takes place, or um, if you're just familiar with the Madison area, but the state capital is essentially where the University of Wisconsin-Madison is, which is also like, the state's premier college and everything. Uh, and it's the school that I'm, I'm currently attending with everyone else currently on this podcast, which is pretty dope. It's pretty cool. So essentially, what happened is we all hopped on a bus, and we drove out... Hey, hey, you know what, Bailey? The stories don't have to be technology-related, okay? <laughs> Anyhow, we all hopped on a bus, and we drove out to Madison, uh, and it was a relatively good day. We kind of walked around. Uh, we got pizza on the, the square, kind of around the Capitol building, uh, which was really great. We hung out at one of the terraces that they have on campus and got coffee, um, but it was actually time to do performance. And so within forensics, the specific thing that I did was called extemporaneous speaking, and that's where you are given a topic. You get 30 minutes to prepare a speech using actual sources that you've pulled ahead of time. 
So, you know, for example, you go ahead and you save a bunch of like news articles, uh, a bunch of like journals and stuff. So then when you're actually given your topic, you can use those resources in your speech. Uh, and the speeches run about seven minutes long. There's actually mm -hmm. like a, a seven minute cap at top. And if you go over that, that's like a negative and you get points off for it and everything. Uh, and you're pretty much just expected to just deliver like a flawless speech. It's kind of an amazing thing. Uh, if you've never seen it be done, there's like the state level of it is like absolutely amazing. These people just write these phenomenal speeches. Uh, anyhow, I show up uh, in the social sciences building uh, where they have all the other extemporis, uh, extemporaneous speakers there. And we're all waiting to draw our questions because we draw them sequentially. Uh, so every seven minutes, someone draws a new question. They wait 30 minutes to go and deliver their seven minute speech. And then, you know, the next person comes and so on and so forth. So I'm about, uh, you know, right at the end of the pack uh, to deliver my speech, which is OK. Um, you know, it's a little bit of, you know, anxiety ahead of the time. Mm -hmm. But I draw my question. I don't remember specifically what the question is. And there I go. You know, I'm looking through my sources. I'm writing everything down. Everything's going great. I kind of like run through the speech, you know, once once in my head just to make sure that I have it down. And then I have to find the location where I'm going to be delivering the speech because I have to go and walk to like the performance room where like the, the judges are sitting. And this building for for context, for anyone who's like familiar with the UW Madison campus, it's Sewell Social Sciences which is this like not a horrific building not a chance that has Might like be the worst eight, building floors. Six floors, eight floors you like walk in on the sixth on floor <laughs> the main floor is the like sixth floor if anyone's wondering <laughs> the main floor is the yeah. sixth floor okay yeah and so like i have to go down to like the fourth floor and like go and find this room i've never been to so i i spend a couple minutes and i like i'm walking around i like you walk down a hallway and you're like crap we're going the wrong way so you turn around and you walk back and I finally end up at this room, and it's empty. There's supposed to be a judge in there waiting for me, and I've shown up, like, two minutes late, maybe, because I couldn't figure out where the room was, and it's empty. There is no one in there, and so I kind of, like, walk in, and I wander around, and I'm like, well, <laughs> never been in this situation <laughs> before, don't really know what to do. Because, like, you know, obviously I need a rank, so I can get, like, yeah. a medal if I was supposed to win or something like that, and it's like, you know, it's, it's kind of breaking the rules to have this, like, extra time. So, like, I didn't really know what was up. So I I sit in there, and I, I call my best friend, who is also in forensics, and I'm like, yo, like, no one's here. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> so I go out, and I go back to the room that we had drawn the questions in, and all of those people are gone, too. Like, everyone had just cleared out of this place, like, the minute I stepped out of the room. Like, everyone disappeared. I'm walking down a hallway and I run into one of the coordinators and I'm like, yo, like I'm here. I prepared an extemporaneous speech. I couldn't find like my person. And I have I, like, I just want to deliver the speech, honestly, just so, like someone could hear it. And so they're like, okay, sure. I'll try to help you. So what they do is they go and they find some like faculty that's running like the forensics program. That faculty comes back over to me says, follow me. We walk out of the building we go down like a couple blocks. Uh, yeah, it's like over the hill. And we go into Bascom Hall, right? So you could imagine that walk we made outside. And this was like all like random. I had no idea what was going on. They put me on like the second floor of Bascom Hall and they're like, wait here. And then about 10 minutes later, a judge walks over to me and they're like, all right, I'm going to hear your speech. Let's do this. And I deliver my speech and I get a silver. Ooh. Woo! What? How 
You made me go through this entire process of where <laughs> I didn't know where to deliver the speech, and then you give me a silver medal. How is this my fault that you weren't in the room when I went to deliver my speech? I, this could have been a gold for all I know. Wait, wait, wait. So you're Eric? They were not in straight. the room where it happens. So you're blaming yeah. the silver on the situation and not the fact that you probably wrote a eh speech. Exactly, exactly. Wow. You know why? Because I won lots of first place gold medals. I am a good extemporaneous speaker. I practice hard for years at this sport. And they go and give me a silver medal solely because they changed the location on me. Did you ever you get know, an explanation on what happened? Um, no, I still to this day have absolutely no idea. I was so lost. I had no idea where I was. I thought they just thought think, they ended early. Do you think that the whoever the judge was was there? He checked his watch one minute late. See no, ya. It's over. He's not absolutely coming. yeeted. He was like, not in here. Don't have time, man. I got ice cream Eric, to eat. Like, <laughs> you know, Ryan said he didn't remember what the question was, but I guarantee you, it was about technology. I th I think I actually remember what it was. It was about um, oh gosh, I, I say it. It's like I can like feel it in the back of my mind. Uh, it was definitely something about like LGBTQ rights, and I, I actually think it was Mike Pence because this was before the 2016 election. This would have been yeah. like 2014 or 13. Oh, okay. And I okay. think it was when he said it was like okay to like discriminate like based on like sexual orientation, and I like of delivered course. a speech on that. That's a very Mike Pence thing to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and so like. I got a silver. And you know what? It's my only state silver sitting up there. So it prevented me from getting like a special medal for getting a gold every year and everything. So Oh. Yeah. I mean you could just get rid of the silver. That's right. It's true. Yeah, just buy a gold one off of like eBay. <laughs> Honestly, we'll get you a gold medal. Probably do it. We'll get you an out of band sponsored gold medal. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Available on no. oob.show slash loot. I could give you one of my one of my WHSFA <laughs> Uh, one act play, critics choice medals. I have two of those. One act play, so cute. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Before we recorded this podcast, Ryan was struggling to find what he was going to do for the story time, and I'm like, Ryan, you tell such good stories. Like you could talk about a brick wall, and everyone would be like, Wow, this is so much better than the technology <laughs> segment. <laughs> well, next next week we'll we'll tell a story about a brick wall. Then I got a lot of great brick walls actually that I could tell you about. Oh, oh my. No. Oh no. Audience, well, we, that's under all we for... understand if you just skip <laughs> next week's episode. I get it. Like, I get that's it. okay. I understand but... if you skip this week's episode, honestly, or any prior ones. <laughs> well, it's great to hear, but I think that's all the time we have for story time this week. So let's go ahead and move on to the outro. <laughs> Is that going into the? That better, that, that's better, gotta go in. That better make it. A Rob is just Can dying. <laughs> yeah, it's going dying inside. Send us, take us home. <laughs> well, folks, that's our show for today. If you like what you heard, be sure to share the podcast. Ah, you big dirty potato! Oh my goodness! Take take two hundred inbound. I am sick inbound. of putting these outtakes in the outro. <laughs> uh. Well, folks, that's our show for today. If you like what you heard, be sure to share the podcast with a friend or two. We hope to see you again next time. But until then, don't cancel your Outlook events. Stay safe.